This Happy Times episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I need to get something off my chest. I recently turned 28 and I'm freaking out. Owning a home, taxes, and being a real adult comes with a lot of stressors that I wasn't really prepared for. And the best way to get something off of my chest is to talk to someone, which is where therapy comes into my life. Talking with someone that has the knowledge and information to help me look at my issues from a different perspective has helped me slow down my life a little bit and help calm me down. If this is something that you can relate to, then I recommend you give BetterHelp a try. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash happy times today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash happy times. And now back to the episode. Turtles All the Way Down is the acclaimed number one bestseller by John Green, author of The Fault in Our Stars. Turtles All the Way Down is now streaming on Max. As a Holmes is trying, she is trying to be a good daughter, a good friend, a good student, and maybe even a good detective, while also living within the ever-tightening spiral of her own thoughts. NPR called the novel a sometimes heartbreaking, always illuminating glimpse into how it feels to live with mental illness. As a fellow YouTuber, I remember reading my first John Green book and feeling so seen. His words that were eventually turned into movies really hit home with me and my age group, especially as I've gotten older. I've dealt with my own battles with mental health and I'm very, very excited to see this movie. And you can buy your copy of Turtles All the Way Down in stores today and catch the movie streaming on Max. And now, back to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Happy Times Podcast. This one is going to be, I think, the most chillest I've ever been while recording it. Don't think I'm smoking right now. No, no, gosh, I'm not high. This is the Happy Times Podcast. Right now, I am sitting, chilling in my, on my couch. I never sit on my couch for the podcast. The mic is literally off the rails. I think it sits on a rail. I don't know what to call it. And I'm sipping noon. If you know what noon is, and that means you are a runner and you're in the running community. So noon is like basically after you, if you've ever completed a race, after you complete your race, they give you like bananas. They give you like, um, I don't know, literally any, whatever it is, I grab it. I don't even know what it is. And I just, I just take everything. Also, Frankie's here. You can probably... He's sniffing the thing, <laughs> panting all over the place. We just got back to the, from the dog park. Um, but I'm sipping some noon, which is literally just made for runners and anyone who's active. So if you're in the active community or anything like that, then you know exactly what I'm sipping on. And I wanted to like really just sit and <laughs> – sorry, Frankie. I wish podcasts were like videos because Frankie is just lounge. He, I'm on the couch, a bunch of pillows, and he just submerged himself in all the pillows. Like he's trying to dig further behind me so he can suffocate himself even more, I guess. Oh, <laughs> you're happy to wake. Oh, thank you, Frankie. I find like when we talk to dogs, it's like, oh, hi, Frankie. Did you have so much fun at the park, Frankie? You really had so much fun at the park. Oh, you're so cute, Frankie. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I finally changed her voice, and I think it's like, I don't know. If you don't do that, then I don't think you're a dog person. Literally, there's this girl, and um, she is a friend. I don't know how to she, – she's a friend. She's a friend, okay? And she came over, and she literally, like, got down on her hands and knees. It was like well, – that sounds really bad. Uh, and went to Frankie and was like, hello, Frankie. And I was like, oh, my God. 
And it just made like my heart melt because like if, if you're a dog person, then that is like a huge, huge thing um, that people do. Like there's two different types of dog people. One, the ones that just like leave their hand, like put their hands down and like let it smell you and then nothing. Or you can get down with the, the piss and the shit on the ground. Hopefully if your dog's old enough, they won't do that. And just be with the dog, be one with the animal. And I think that's really important. Um, I guess that's a huge quality that I look for now in people is like if they can handle dogs, if they're friends of dogs and everything like that. Um, cause I mean, my dog, my entire life now, I literally have to take care of this human, not human, this living being for, uh, hopefully like 15 years. Uh, just hopefully it doesn't break my bank. But last podcast was very rambled. It was very, um, I literally wrote down, I, I told you guys this on the the uh, live stream that I did on Instagram last week. I literally wrote down, listen to this when you feel unloved. That was in my notes. That was the notes for this podcast. And I just went and I talked for like 15 minutes and it was fun. It was interesting. And it was just cool to see like where my mind would go. And granted, I don't really make many notes when I'm doing podcasts. I don't, <laughs> I, I really don't have many notes. Like if I'm talking for say a 30 minute podcast, I really only have five points on there and I can, I kind of know what I want to talk about before. Um, but I didn't know I wanted to talk about feeling unloved until somebody tweeted to me and then I deleted the tweet and just went off that. Like it was my own idea. <laughs> and then, so this podcast, I want to touch on a few things. Um, I want to touch on uh, the last two videos I've posted, which seem to be a little controversial in people's eyes, even though I didn't think so. And then I want to touch on an Instagram story that I posted that resonated with a lot of people. And it is about, sorry, I have to get it. Um, the, the, the Instagram story I posted says too many young people are being pressured to have their life together instead of just enjoying it. And I think that's something that I, well, a lot of us are dealing with and facing, whether it's with our parents or whether it's with like teachers, schooling, feeling weight like we need to, influencing from other people, everything like that. But first off, I want to talk about the Ace Family video. Now, I don't want to make this some big beefy thing. I'm not saying this is bigger than it needs to be. The video itself, I don't even know. I think it has like 300,000 views right now. And here's what blows my mind, guys. And this is kind of what gets me pissed off. I posted, so I post a mental health content style video and it will get under 20,000 views. I post a video about TikToks and it gets 30,000 views. I post a video about teenage boys and it gets 70,000 views. I post a video about the damn Ace family and it gets 300,000 views. And it's just, it's pretty depressing as to when I post something about anxiety or depression, it simply doesn't get monetized. And like my, my video about, uh, dear teenage boys that made, cause it's somewhat mental health that made $4 and 70 cents. Sorry. I've got my 70 cents. That made $4 and 70 cents. It's not about, I'm not saying this is about money. I'm just saying this is the way that our business and this whole industry works. Anything related to something that's shocking, mental health is shocking content. That means <laughs> you don't get paid for it. So that that video that's what that video got and it's just it's it's amazing and so when i made the ace family video i didn't necessarily expect it to get this big uh, um i don't know if they saw it i don't know anything i was just constantly so 
submerged into this family. And I messed up when I said this in the video. If you haven't watched it, I really recommend that you do. I, I have, I don't know, I have like, I think a lot of stuff that I said that I feel like a lot of us wanted to say, but no one's saying it yet, if that makes sense. Like where a lot of us are like too scared to go say it, but I'm, I don't know, I'm not <laughs> like usual. But I mean, I, I gave a lot of disclaimers. Like I didn't want to say that this is, oh, this is a huge hate video. Like this family, I hate this family. It's not that. I don't hate this family. The reason why I made that video is because they're constantly shoved down our throats. Like I scroll on YouTube. I don't have to because where, where's the Ace Family? Oh, it's the second video on my recommended. I don't even watch family vloggers. I don't, that's just how it is. Like trending number one, Ace Family or trending 14. And that's amazing. Their success is amazing and they definitely deserve it. And I'm not saying them as a family is toxic. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm saying what they promote doesn't always, <laughs> isn't always good because it was just constantly money. Every single video, whether it was the title, whether it was the content, it's money. And where I messed up in the video is that I said, oh, I don't, I don't, I actually don't watch the Ace Family. I don't watch them because I don't like their videos because of the reason as to why I felt so influenced. And I, I watched so many videos. I watched like, um, I don't, I don't know. I've seen videos over the years. I could be watching a hundred Ace Family videos, 50, whatever it is. I've seen a lot of them and the common theme was always money. And, you know, Austin posts a, a story or an Instagram video or whatever, and he's just like, you better, you only live one, one life, so you better live it right. And he's in a jet ski in a pool. So in my mind, yeah, that's awesome, like live your best life and everything. But you're saying that, hey, in order to like live it right, we need a jet ski in this pool. Because, well, that's not living right. Living right is waking up happy every single day. Success is waking up happy. And it was constantly just every video that they posted seemed to be like what about the, lately it's been about their $10 million mansion that they're building. And it was about, oh, our floors aren't ready. So we're pissed. Oh, we're so sad. And they made a whole 10, 17 minute video on it. But what people aren't understanding, like, yes, granted, you are able to do that, but you don't understand that they're making thousands of dollars off of that video thousands. It's insane. Maybe 20,000, maybe 30,000. You never know because you don't know whose ads are on it and you don't know the CPM on it and everything like that. And if you know what CPM is, um, it's cost per million or translation, uh, cost per thousand. So every thousand views, you get so much money from advertisers, depending on how many ads you have in your video. And they put, uh, in their house tour, they, that was an hour and 10 minute long. They put 15 mid roll ads. Um, so they made, so much money off you guys and it's insane and granted that's how they're paying for the house and you know they got to where they are so again i am not jealous of their success i'm jealous of their 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 stability for their family and i think it's awesome what they're doing and everything like that i just think at the end of the day they should make a video promoting hey we live this pretty lavish life but don't forget how we got here and you know there's times where we where we really miss out on that and I haven't seen that on YouTube in a very long time. It's very much like, hey, how much money can we spend? Like, Mr. Beast is an amazing creator. David Dobrik is an amazing creator. But countless of times, it's money. And I think that's awesome. But there's so many little things that we can be doing. And it sucks. And it's not their fault. It's just that's what is monetized right now. 
And that's how people want money. Money is a huge thing. And I just wish there could be better things that are advertised instead of just having that dollar bill in your account because not everybody has that. And so that's why I promote self-love. I still promote money. I mean, I just told, I talked about money for a large portion of this podcast because I want you guys to understand when you're watching somebody, you're supporting them. Understand that. But you also don't have to be so, you don't have to absorb people's influence, if that makes sense. You can watch a Logan Paul vlog and not, be a Logan Paul fan. Does that make sense? Like you don't have to be like, Oh yes, I love Logan Paul. Um, but you can watch the videos and be like, Oh, this is entertaining. That's, that's okay. You can listen to Chris Brown music and not believe in beating women. That's a thing. Um, but just understand it depends. There's a, there's a whole like underlying meaning that not meaning, but basically you are supporting this artist. When you listen to a song, you're giving them 0.05 cents or something like that. Uh, every, play i believe it is i mean i don't know the math on spotify that much but you're giving them millions of bucks basically uh so just understand where your money is going i think if we're if people are giving so much money away doesn't it kind of intrigue you how much money you're giving them (laughs) you know how much money does seek geek actually have i think it's something that's pretty uh pretty intriguing and like i mean i'm i've never been money focused because growing up it's not that I, I, wasn't, I wasn't poor. Uh, I was just a little bit below average with my family. And I, we still lived a very lavish life. And very like this is a first world problem for us. But um, I just want people to understand that where it's coming from. Like I grew up just saving money and saving money and saving money. And I'm still doing that today. But when I watch the Ace Family and when I watch, honestly, not even just them. When I watch any influencer, I always feel so obligated to be like them. And so I find if you ever go with an influencer and you go to like dinner or something, you'll notice that they will order a very expensive thing. They will get a very expensive drink and they will get multiple of them. We just feel so obligated to spend the money that we've made because we've made it. We started this in our bedroom. Oh, we're so amazing. Blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. I think it's dumb. The other day I went out with uh, some influencers and not towards them, but literally just me because I pointed this out for myself. Um, they got a couple drinks and this is the first time in probably uh, five years. And I'm also, I'm, I'm, I don't want to call myself sober, but I'm not drinking right now. And I didn't get a drink. And this was the first time in like five years or maybe three years. Yeah, three years. I only started, I only started drinking when I was 21. I'm 23. So I would say like mm, mm, two years, I guess, but I'll just, whatever. And this is the first time in years where my bill was under $10 because I always felt like I needed to spend money. I always felt like, oh, I have to pay for my friends. And it wasn't me being the nice guy. It's me just, it's something that I felt like I needed to do. And I talk about that in the Ace Family video. Excuse me. I just burped. That's gross. But honestly, it's not even just directed towards the Ace Family. It's directed towards like, Everyone, everything. Well, I don't think we understand how much influence that we have on every single person in our lives. If you, if, 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 (laughs) how can I say this? Any person that you spend time with, any person that takes time into your day, takes time into your day to influence you. It could be negative, it could be positive, it could be very neutral, but they're taking time into your day, which means you're taking in what they're giving you. And it's something to just think about. Now, moving on to my Emma Chamberlain video. 
because everyone thought that was about her. That one didn't do as well, guys. What's up with that? Why doesn't that have 300,000 views? I guess that's not, I don't, I don't know. I don't have a joke. Um, uh, where was I? I'm sorry. That video was about Bisco girls and dressing. And I find when I was growing up, I wore track pants and I'm not just going to explain the video. We can just go watch it, but I'll just like give you a brief. I wore track pants and suits because literally growing up in a change room of the hockey change room, any sports change room, I just played sports my whole life. Dressing well was gay. It was gay. How horrible is that? I mean, at the time, it wasn't horrible. It wasn't, the, it, it, like, using that term was not horrible. It was a thing that everyone did. Every second sentence had the word gay in it, or every third sentence had the word retarded in it. That was that time. And it's, like, awful to say now, as it should be, but at that time, that was it. And, like, literally, I was scared to dress, I was just about to say dress gay. I was scared to dress well. <laughs> And nowadays, my brother is boring my clothes. Like, I would always make fun of him because he didn't have the latest Nike track pant. But now, <laughs> I'm, he's boring my clothes. But still, what's funny is that even now that I'm like, that was probably when I was 16. Now that I'm 23, I find myself wearing more activewear anyways. Like, I'm always wearing, like, track pants or... Literally, I'm wearing Adidas track pants right now. Or I'm wearing, like, sport shorts. It's because, like, I'm always exercising. I'm always working out and everything like that. I'm, I'm training for some runs right now. So that's, like, a big thing with me. It just kind of, like, came full circle. Even though it's only been a few years, it just, like, it truly came full circle. And it really opened up my eyes to make this video about these Visco girls. Because think about how many people are dressing this way and being like, oh, well, I dressed with this way before the trend came along. Now I, I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to be the, and I, oops, kiss, kiss, kiss. Well, how the frick you say that? I don't want to go in with that trend. So how am I supposed to dress now? This was the way I wanted to. And so the message that I gave to Emma Chamberlain was like, awesome. This is amazing how you kind of have like, you've created this own style behind yourself. I think it's, I think it's amazing. But at the same time, like I'm amazed, not because you're labeled a Visco girl, but because you're labeled you and you're comfortable. And I think that's, the thing that's truly inspiring is like people are now wearing her style as comfortable. And I don't think it should be made fun of. I don't think it should be a, a trend or anything like that. And that's what I have a hard time with trends. It's just like we feel like we need to do something versus actually wanting to do it. And I feel there's a lot of pressure. I've always been a very hard no on pure pressure. And that's, it doesn't always have to be bad. It doesn't have to be negative pure pressure. Um, like I won't watch Stranger Things because everyone's like, oh my God, it's so good. You have to freaking watch it. You've never seen something like this before. And I'm just like, uh, no, everyone's doing it. I don't want to do it. And it just, peer pressure has always turned me off of everything. Um, I, I had a pretty bad experience with it back when I was like 17 years old. So peer pressure is just something that I'm just a hard no on nowadays and I think not, not that everybody should be, uh, it's kind of like a bad trait for me because I'm not very open to a lot of things, but which I wish I was like, I wish I could watch ginger things and it's a hard thing for me to overcome. I know a lot of people shouldn't and won't understand this. Um, but it's a, it's a tough thing for me. And if you experience anything like this, let me know, like send me a DM, uh, be like, Hey, listen to the podcast. And I actually feel the same way. Like I literally can't do a certain trend because I feel that everyone's doing it and I'm feeling pure pressure to do it as well. And that's why I don't want to do it. Yep. That's me. Uh, 
not the greatest <laughs> thing to have, but it is what it is. Now, going on to my last, wow, we're at 18 minutes. This one has been flying by. I kind of like just sitting on the couch, holding the mic handheld and just going. Um, this is fun. Wow, I like this. So let's go on to my last little topic, which is my Instagram story of too many young people are being persuaded to have their life together instead of just enjoying it. I work a job that is not, I guess, well known now. When I was 16 years old and I set up my iPod on my windowsill to record my first ever video, I... I was not very well liked by my family. Uh, even my relatives didn't understand. Uh, I didn't actually see some of my relatives for a while because they didn't support what I did. Um, and it's because it wasn't traditional. Like my, literally I would sit down at dinner and there would be a conversation. It's like, they would always ask my brother, oh, how's work going? They would never ask me, never. Because it was simply a hobby. It was simply something I just did for fun. And it's an excuse for not trying harder. It's an excuse for not going to school to be a scientist so I can support my entire family. It was simply just not good enough for them. And I felt, again, so pressured to go a certain way. My mom, uh, and this is all very valid. Like, my mom is the most caring human in the entire world. My dad is the same thing. My brother is the same way, everything. My family is absolutely amazing. I... I'm so blessed to have them and let them be my family, not let them, but have them be my family. Now, they were terrified when I started doing what I did. My mom would always tell me like, oh, you need a plan B. And I was going to make a bad plan B joke, but I'm not going to do it. I, I would just always need a plan B. She would be like, okay, well, you got to go to school. And I went to school. I took interactive multimedia design at Algonquin College. And I did that to kind of like back up what I do now. Because if, I, if it all falls through, I can still get a job in media and it pays $120 an hour, so I'm not complaining. Now, the hours aren't as long, but it can be something that obviously can support me for a very long time. And especially with the technology getting a lot bigger, I think it's a, it's a good trait to have. <coughs> or a good paper to have, I apologize. Excuse me for, for coughing and being freaking human. Um, and I would just, I would be sitting down at this dinner and I felt so out of place. And then when somebody finally asked me, all heads would turn. The table became quiet and I got so embarrassed. And if you know me, one of my biggest fears is being embarrassed. I have rosacea, which means my face is already red, which means it's going to bright, it's going to light up and brighter red very, very soon and super quick. And it's really embarrassing for me and I sweat a lot and everything like that. Um, so being embarrassed is not my favorite thing. And so associating being embarrassed with the job that I have sucked. I hated it. It was literally awful. And it really pressured me into, you know, going to that school and getting that diploma and working a job. And I did get an internship and they offered me a job after. And it, it took a lot from me to go, hey, I don't, for me to go, hey, I don't want to do this. I believe in myself. And to be where I am now, and especially with, with you know, YouTube not like putting um, mental health content in the algorithm and everything like that, it's been a very, very scary time for me. And last night, I almost cried because for the first time in the, a year or two, my, and I don't want this to be about numbers, but my subscribers went up for the first time in a year. And it really made me emotional because like people are starting to believe in what I do. And, you know, it, it took the, it took a long time to even get to where I am, 
and to lose it again and then get back. And so it's a constant battle. So to the people who this, this, this is, I, I hope that story kind of like explains something to you. Go with your gut. If you're a teen and you're feeling pressured in order to become an adult, go with your fucking gut. I woke up one day and uh, the, again, this is not about money. I saved a lot of money to do this, but it was more of the mental state of mind. I woke up and I got an apartment. And I got a car a day apart from each other. Those are the two like biggest adult things that you can do. Obviously, maybe a house or whatever or a baby. Well, I don't know. But it, it wasn't about those actual materialistic things. It was about the responsibility of those things. It was me waking up and being like, oh, I'm so ready to do this. When you have your mind set, when you have your gut it's it's ready for it and your heart is pitter pattering to the beat and it's ready to freaking go no one's gonna stop you and when you feel pressured to to live life and be this certain adult that everybody wants you to be you can't do it until you're ready and there's gonna be a time in your life where you're just gonna feel ready you're gonna feel almost it's gonna kind of feel like you're done with it all and you just want to give up but it's going to be different. It's going to be, it's not going to be like, oh, I want to end this. It's going to be like, I want to go do something else. I want to do something with my life. Take that energy. And it's not a negative thing. Take that and go with it. I'm not saying you need to move out. I'm not saying you need to go get a car or you need to travel or anything, but it may be just channeling your energy into something else. Maybe it's creating a routine for yourself. So you're ready to, to get down with the day and do everything. Enjoy living your life. But do it the way you want to. There's going to be constant pressure on your life. And if it's on your entire life, it's going to be tough. But if it's on certain things in your life that you can control, that's fine. It's going to happen. It's going to be there. Listen, like with my, with my job, yes, I, I, feel, I feel a lot of pressure and, you know, to be successful. Uh, in certain things, but I have so many different jobs. I have so many different things and tasks and everything, but then I go play hockey and there's no worry. You know, I go, I go play with my dog and there's no worry. You know, I go hang with my friends and again, there's no worry. And we all need that kind of escape from, not from reality. I can't believe I started out this podcast with you guys thinking I was high. <laughs> that's, that's That was an awful laugh. Would you guys be interested in me talking about uh, weed and why I don't smoke it or anything like that or CBD oil. I don't know if that's an interesting podcast because I feel like a lot of people when they think of anxiety, like that's what they really like associate with. Oh, they probably smoke weed to chill the frick out, and that's not what I do at all. Um, but back to like feeling pressured, it's okay, and understand you're not like on top of the world. If your parents are a little worried at where you are in life, that's an okay thing. You know, that's not a bad thing because your parents care. They literally supported you. They probably spent hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars on you to get you where you are today. And for you to be almost obnoxious, I'm not, I don't know your life story, but almost so big headed to the point where you're like, oh, you don't know me at all. They freaking do. They pushed you out of their vajayjay. They've raised you. You sucked on the teat. And now you're saying that, (laughs) they don't belong in your life and they don't know you they do and you don't they they might not know what you're feeling inside because you haven't been vocal or maybe you have but you haven't shown your work 
there's so many times where I'll tell my mom, like, oh, I want to do this, and I don't do it, which means she's never going to believe me that I wanted to do it. I always told my mom I wanted to be an author. She didn't believe me until I wrote a book. And it's stuff like that, and it's not simple. It's hard work. So instead of trying to impress people, impress yourself first and people will follow. Don't try to fill a void that isn't even in your own body. Does that make sense? People feel the need that they need to be fulfilled from other people. And that constant vicious circle will never be full. It's never going to be full. You have to fill your own void first before you can even take the leftovers from yours and put it in somebody else to help them get up with their day. And at the end of the day, you don't have enough of a tank to fill them up too. Wow, there's not a lot of analogies in this, eh? But if you're feeling pressured, I want you to know you're not alone, but I want you to know that it's not necessarily a bad thing. It kind of gets you moving. It kind of gets you going. And that pressure doesn't necessarily stop when you become 23 years old. It stops when you find that happiness in yourself. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> we were on such a good roll. It happens when you find that self-love. It happens when you find that self-success. It happens when you understand what your gut wants and that, that feeling of, I need to fucking do this. I need to get my ass up and go do this. That's the feeling you want. That's the feeling you need to follow. And that's the feeling... That oh, after you impress yourself, it's going to impress a lot of people. So start trusting yourself, start believing in yourself, and stop blaming others for not doing as well. Stop blaming others for feeling pressured. Because at the end of the day, you don't have to absorb any content that is given to you. You don't have to follow a trend. At the end of the day, you do it because you feel pressured. You feel pressured. So... Instead, follow your own pressure. You can control your life. Like Zach and Cody said, you are the pilot of your own life. And I think that's a perfect time to end this podcast. It's kind of nice how everything comes full circle. Again, I do not have any notes in front of me. I'm literally lounging on my couch. My feet are out. I'm drinking noon. And I'm having the best freaking time. And I just want to thank you guys so freaking much for supporting me. And again, like I got really emotional because for once in forever, subscribers went up. And it, it, again, it's not about the number. It's just, it's, it's just a really, really good feeling. And I just really want to say thank you for, to everyone. And I love you. Even the Ace family, I love you too. I'm not mad. Don't worry. Even Emma, love you. I actually love Emma. Um, and I just want to say thank you guys very much for listening and supporting the podcast on Patreon. Patreon.com slash The Happy Times, I believe it is. Or Joey, I forget now. I'm really bad at this. Or you can join my channel on YouTube, which just helps with the monetization and everything like that. You guys are amazing. And new merch drop. Oh, my God. Is merch dropping today? Oh, my God. Did I miss it? Anyways, if you go to stayu.ca, you can go get some new merch. And I <laughs> hope you guys really enjoyed this podcast. If you did, make sure you, like, follow me on Instagram, at Joey Kidney, and DM me, being like, this is the longest ending ever. Um, but DM me and be like, hey, I really enjoyed, like, you actually just, like, chilling on the couch, talking about more than one thing. Like, if you enjoy me talking about more than one thing, that's friggin' amazing because I think it's, like, 
easier for me to keep going and make the podcast lo- podcast longer because I have a really hard time just talking about one thing for 30 minutes. I'd rather talk about like five or six things over the span of 30 minutes just because I have ADHD. <sighs> it's tough. <laughs> Anyways, thank you guys very much for listening to Happy Times. If you liked it, make sure you share it, like it, follow it, subscribe, everything. And I will talk to you guys next Friday. Bye.